For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa along with Carl Banks. Hopefully, everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, didn't eat too much. Uh, the Giants have been a little thin as far as wins are concerned, and they're trying to fatten up a little bit on Sunday against the Eagles. And uh, Carl, it, Monday night was a turkey for the Giants. Let's let's not mince words. Yeah. Uh, they made a change at offensive coordinator. Jason Garrett got fired earlier in the week. And now they got to take on an Eagles team that look, Darius Slay is big play Slay. He's making plays in the secondary, but if you don't, you don't control this front, just like on Monday night when Daniel Jones was getting smashed around, it's going to be more of the same. If the giants don't block better, just give the fans a little walkthrough on how good this front is for Philadelphia. They are very disruptive. You know, early in the season, you, you know, people were highlighting, well, you know, this, uh, this Eagles linebacking core is not good. They got some young players out there. And then all of a sudden, everybody started to look better and better and better. And that's because this defensive front has just been phenomenal. I mean, they are very disruptive across the board. And, you know, they lose one of their key guys, Brandon Graham, and the next guy up steps up but you know the 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 this, this straw that stirs the drink is Fletcher Cox. He's a guy, he's a space eater, he is athletic. You really can't leave him one on one. Sometimes it's hard to even double team him, but the other players around him are doing well and it's no surprise because Slay is a good player, one of the top corners in the league and when you get the type of disruption from your front line, it makes his job so much easier and he looks so much uh, better or phenomenal because he can do certain things and anticipate certain things when you've got a front line like the Eagles have that can just be as disruptive as they are. All right, so that kind of ties us into what happened earlier in the week. And we discussed it on the other podcast uh, earlier in the week about, you know, change in play caller, Jason Garrett gets, gets replaced. So, um, you can't change all the players. I mean, it's not like in changing the offensive coordinator, you're suddenly going to bring back David Deal, Chris Snee, Sean O'Hara, Kareem McKenzie and company, um, Richie Seibert. Your line is still your line. Carl, I mean, what kind of changes do you think we'll see in trying to attack this Eagles defense? Well, you're going to number one, what you should see, Bob, is – plays that the Giants have had success with versus really good defensive fronts. Now, they've had some plays that they were very successful with, and I'll, I'll use Washington because Washington is very disruptive. Um, they were able to do some things against 
the Las Vegas football team's front, they're going to build, they should. I anticipate them having built on the successful plays that everybody can do well. Whether or not the opposing team knows it or not, it, it's about your execution. So if you can execute those handful of plays, you can build an offense off of that. Um, I would I would suspect that that playbook will be reflective of the abilities of the team. I would suspect that uh, the guys who can become uh, and should become uh, weapons and a big challenge for the opponent, guys like Galladay, Rudolph, Evan Ingram, uh, Saquon Barkley, Booker, all in the passing game. I suspect those guys will be utilized a little better uh, schematically in those areas as well. Yeah, we need uh, we need Saquon to find his legs, so to speak, because you know what it's starting to feel like for me, Carl, a little bit. It's starting to feel like for me that his I mean, I know it was four years ago, but it's like his rookie season is starting to feel like such a distant memory. I mean, and, and it is, it's, that's a long time in the NFL, but I mean, we saw a burst in the saints game where, you know, he would could be, mm -hmm. was dynamic. Then he got hurt in the Dallas game. Now he's trying to come back from an injury, but man, they, they need him to play these last seven games and starting on Sunday, hopefully he can be the impact player yeah, that he needs see, to be. That is what, that is what good offensive coordination can do. Put your best players in position to have impact, right? Uh, now, on the, on the Monday night game, we saw a few bursts by Saquon Barkley, but there wasn't enough because there was no consistency in play calling. They didn't go back to those plays again. And Booker had a couple but you got to be able to stack those plays. You got if you can hit a hit a team with one of those type of plays, keep running it, keep running it. Your guys can execute that, then they can't because that's what teams do against you. When they find something that works, they just keep running it. You know it's coming, and you still can't stop it. Um, yes, Saquon Barkley has to have an impact in this game. Evan Ingram impacted the Eagles game last year uh, he had a key drop obviously but he was a factor in that game that's what I expect to see now defensively Bob they're facing a team with three dimensions this is not a, a, a run or pass stop the run or stop the pass team you know make them one dimensional this team is always going to be two dimensional as long as is um, Jalen Hurts is on the field um, in the third dimension you know, if you can stop the run, it's still two dimensions. Run past Jalen Hurts. Those are three dimensions. You got to figure out how to take one of those away, and that's still two dimensions. Now you're just playing regular football instead of football against this, this wild card. Uh, and we've seen the Giants struggle with three-dimensional offenses in, in the likes of Kyla Murray and with the likes of, of – of, um, uh, um, Baltimore. Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I keep saying Deshaun. Lamar Jackson. So they've got to figure it out. And the one thing that I've been impressed with, with Jalen Hurts, 
is understanding what teams are giving him, not overthinking it. Um, and he's been very decisive. If he wants to run the football, he's going to set up the defender to run it. If you're in man coverage and his look isn't there and he sees a lot of jerseys with their back to him, he's going to sprint right at the, the back of those jerseys before those guys even turn around. So in uh, the more uh, Nick Sirianni's team runs the football traditionally, the better they are as a complete offense. Yeah, I mean, he's got 618 yards rushing, 5.4 a carry. He's got eight rushing touchdowns. Sanders has 394 yards rushing. Howard, 274. And, of course, the great Giants killer, uh, Scott. You know, he's got 220-something 200, yards rushing. And, and, and Hurts this year, 62%. 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. So they're playing to their profile. Um, look, the, the, the Giants have to win this game. I mean, at some point, you got to beat somebody, right? And they, yeah. they beat the Raiders, who were a team that a lot of people were high on. They went down, they beat the Saints, um, which, you know, I, I'm not sure how good the Saints really are. Um, but, you know, the Giants have to break this cycle of losing. Like, it's just... They had a little bit of a burst there with Carolina and the Raiders. They let the one against Kansas City get away. But, you know, the fan base, man, they're like, they're worn out. They're worn out. They got to give them something, especially on Michael Strahan day. Yeah. Where Mike's number is going to get retired. Stray is the eagle killer, too. So, um, yeah, this would be an opportunity. Aside from whose day it is, they need to make it their day. Yeah, you know, exactly. They don't even attend. They don't even attend the ceremony. They're in the locker room. Right. Just make it just make it your day, you know, win it and coincide with Michael Strahan's uh, Jersey retirement. But it's um, it's something that that they've got to get on track again. It's not even the opponent right now. It's them. Um, I know the Eagles are going to want to try to exploit the the um, what they perceive as chaos, you know, in the coaching staff, which is not um, they're going to try to exploit well unhappy players players are not happy with what's going on let's make them let's let's keep them in that mindset this is the opportunity for it for coach judge for it to not just be words i know these players like him they want to play for him give them a plan give them an opportunity to have success that's all they want and if they do that they'll be fine you know, Philly moves the ball. I was just looking at this. You know, the Giants are dead last red zone offense, 12 touchdowns. They only have 27 trips to the red zone. Um, that's at the bottom. Houston, Chicago, Detroit, and Jacksonville have fewer. Um, how about Philadelphia? Philadelphia has almost as many touchdowns in the red zone as the Giants have trips. Philadelphia has 26 red zone touchdowns, 10 field goals, 39 trips. They're tied with Baltimore for sixth in red zone offense. I mean, uh, that's pretty alarming. And then. No, no, they? it's called pretty effective. That's not even alarming. Well, that's They're alarming for the giant at... defense. Yeah. And you know what, well, Carl? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on something right here, right now. Boom. 
this team the other night, not that it cost in the game, but it has been a prevailing problem that you and I see in game. They can't miss tackles this week. Like no, they, they cannot. I mean, you can't miss tackles any week. I guess it's a little redundant. But this is a kind of situation where if you miss a tackle on some of these guys, it's not going to be they got eight or nine more yards on the play. It's 15, 20. Or gone. Or gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they've got to be better tackling. And here's the thing, too. Jalen Hurts is not a small guy. He's a hard guy to bring down. So you either don't let him get going or you hit him as often as possible with as many as, as many people as possible because he's not afraid of a defensive back uh, tackling him. So that's, you know, this gap responsibility thing needs to be really amplified. Uh, you know, with Thanksgiving weekend still here, there's a lot of, a lot of things going on this weekend. Bet online is obviously something that you should be thinking about. And the Thanksgiving weekend special uh, there is a 50% off welcome bonus. If you go to any of the media platforms, the desktop, the app, whatever, and if you type in the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So bet online, man. It's not just football. It's whatever your favorite thing is. Get in there. Do it responsibly. But boom, take the 50%, baby. All right, Carl, uh, just wrapping this thing up. Uh, do you expect a big effort from the Giants on Sunday? I'm a little nervous about this thing. I gotta um, be they're not going to come out flat. They won't come out flat. It'll be an effort. But uh, you know what I'm looking for is focus. I think the effort's going to be there. I think their their focus is execution. I want to see early on with this offense if they're going to establish an identity, an identity that they can go and, and travel with from week to week. That's what I'm looking for. What I hope is – you know, because there's going to be so much emphasis on, I'm sure, keeping some of the playmakers on the field as opposed to watching them jog to the sideline in the red zone or in big mm -hmm. spots. More snaps for these guys. I just hope Daniel Jones is disciplined and don't start trying to force it. Like, don't, you know, because that's how you get pick six, right? They yeah. know you're trying to force it to one dude. We saw that at certain points when Odell was with the Giants. You could just mm -hmm. see that they were, like, purposely – trying to feed him the ball and teams were all over it. And it got, it kind of got ugly. And I, this well, it's, it would see. The thing is <clears throat> when you've got a Kadarius, Tony and Evan Ingram, a Kenny Galladay and a John Ross, you shouldn't be able to cover them all unless you're running uh, a pass routes where they all go to the same area. Yeah, no kidding. That's the thing about it. Right. Uh, if you talk about an easy read for your quarterback, yeah, that's an easy read for everybody. But if he has progressions and those playmakers are on the field, he'll be able to pick the right guy. And there won't be a Kenny Galladay saying, well, I, you know, I, I'm not getting the ball because by pre-snap, this is what teams do, Bob. When you got your best players and this is what Tom Brady and everybody else, you look. And you see the pre-snap matchups. You already know which guy should win and which guy shouldn't. Just like in the, the Washington game on Monday night, they knew by pre-snap that Slayton would have a one-on-one -on -one 
easy walk-in touchdown. Oh, the they Thursday night loss. Yeah, Thursday night. And he drops it, right? Ah! So by pre-snap, pre-snap, he'll know. And those players will know. And they can start to now manipulate matchups. But, again, you just can't have schematics where everybody is clustered together and there are no matchup advantages. Kudos, Michael Strahan. Well-deserved honor. Halftime. Yep. Uh, hey, Michael, Michael we love you to the moon, or at least in space, because he's Yeah, going. there you go. He's going in space. Boy, he is like the... Love that guy. The new Frank Gifford. Man, you got business with him, too, right? You've done some business. Yes, I do. Yes. Want to promote with your business that you've done with him? The MSX um, collection by Michael Strahan. The NFL collection is... Um, Pretty good. Go to Fanatics, tell a friend to tell a friend. MSX, Michael Strahan, get your favorite team. All right, there it's you not have about it. about the Giants. It's about the NFL with this one. He does good quality stuff. Oh, that leads me to a thought in maybe re restarting the other podcast, Carl. That could be a good spot. Could be. A nice little promotion. There we go. For Mike. All right, like he needs our promotion. But anyway, yeah, exactly. tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Carl Banks wisdom. You can only get it right here in Believe in Giants. We'll talk to you all next week with a recap of the Giants and Eagles. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.